your girl Nina Montañez. Hey yo, what it do? It's your boy Rue, and I'm coming for you. <laughs> and this is Sofrito Speaks. Hey, welcome back, welcome back, What's welcome going back. On, Buenos dias, damas y caballeros. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Y'all already know season four, episode number five or six. Don't judge me. Um, (laughs) Y'all already know. uh, Let's get right into it. Let's get Mm. right into the grunts of it. The chisme. The chisme. This is the part of the show where we let you guys know what had us fucked up, bad or good. Um, and everything in between. You want to start us off, sis? Um. Or you weren't ready? Uh-huh. No, it's not that I'm not <laughs> ready. I'm just trying to... Articulate the wordage. Yes. You better go ahead and read my mind, boo. You, you better... You better come through vocabulary. It only took four seasons. It's good. It's good. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, what had me fucked up this week? Work had me fucked up this week. Mm. I don't think I've talked about work in a minute. I've been talking about people having me fucked up. Work got me fucked up. And I've said this before, like when it comes to management, some people get handed positions just because of tenure. They've been there long enough, seniority, whatever, what what have you. Um, But, yo, just the way that some of these, like – employers like use and abuse their staff like if you know like i need you to work harder at hiring more people so you're not overworking the people that you have but i think employers also need to understand that we're right now in a time and this is what i tell myself we are in a time where nobody wants to go back to these shitty ass jobs right so nobody wants to put up with the bullshit so it's like you can't overwork your st- you're the manager you should be working the most hours that's what you signed up for. You know what I'm saying? Like, you want to represent this shit. You salary. Um, I think that that's a big thing that's going on with a lot of people because you're not the first person that I've had this conversation with in the past two weeks where it's been like, my job is really fucking me up. Like, they're putting all this work, all this stress on me and this and that. And I'm like... Mind you, it's retail. Why am I working this hard for retail? Part-time time retail. Um, I don't think I've ever said what my second job was, but you guys already know I work at a gym and then my other job is retail part-time. So with both both jobs combined, they make up the same paycheck that I was working in a full-time job. And that worked for me for about two months. Um, I was okay with that. Now we're in month three. And you're not the same person you were about 90 days ago. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm like, I'm good. Like now I'm applying to full-time jobs. So mi gente, if you're listening to this, I'm ready for full-time yes, work. Yes, manifestation. If you know anything... <laughs> You know, of anything I've been that might using be up LinkedIn and I've been having a lot of luck with LinkedIn. Yeah, so I'm doing um, LinkedIn indeed. I've even reached out to my network on Facebook. Also, um, anybody who's trying to grow in any network, LinkedIn is the wave right now. Like, it's completely different from everything else. Yeah. If you're just trying to network, network, LinkedIn is the yeah. wave. That's all that fun stuff. So I do have my LinkedIn account. Um, and I'm just looking for other work. And I'm trying to stay away from working with kids just because I don't want to have to censor myself on my platforms. And kids are very, very inquisitive. So they're mm. to find you on social media. So that's why I have two different names. That's why I have an alias and then my government name. Um, so a lot of people ask questions why I go by my alias. It's because I don't want 
at the time I didn't want yeah. my students or you know uh, my staff respected my my um my privacy and my personal life. I just don't like the idea of having to go private for a for a job. Like I never want it to be to that level. Like oh I can't share because if you go private your videos and like the things that I say like I want them to reach other people. Like I've actually. Because of that, I've got, gained new followers and people that I actually interact with a lot. And, like, some people that I've actually met and, like, I'm friends with type shit, um, which is cool. So if it were the other way around where I was private, I wouldn't have made connections with other people that right. could put me onto other things. Right. Um, and let's not forget social media was supposed to be used for a networking thing. And that's what I use it for. You know what I'm saying? So um, it's just the fact that these jobs, I'm just, like, I'm so over it. And then, oop. So we also don't have to, it was an interesting debate at work that we had, um, and now we don't have to wear masks anymore in Massachusetts. Those of you who live here know. Mm. Um, it's been lifted at it's some been lifted. places. However, some establishments, businesses got to decide whether they wanted to proceed with wearing masks or go back to, you know, running regularly. Um and that's all up to the to the person's discretion. Like if if I want to continue wearing a mask in the gym, they can't tell me I can't. You know, right. you know what I'm saying. So that right. is that option. But we got into the debate of like, um, should they require people to show their if they're not gonna wear a mask, they have to show their their vaccine card. I was like, listen, if my job required that shit, I do not work in a motherfucking hospital. If my job required that shit, I ain't going to be working at that job anymore because I am not about to subject myself to the bullshit that, that that's going to come with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my retail job, we are still required to have to wear masks. We are still requiring consumers to have to wear masks. You honestly think that I wanted to... Or that I want to deal with the people that are going to try to come in and be like, well, it's it's this in the state of Massachusetts. We understand that. But what people are forgetting, the caveat to the whole, like, the mask rule has been lifted. Businesses got businesses to still pick have, yeah. if they wanted to yeah. abide by wearing a mask rule still. So that's where people got to fuck that's up. Everybody only, Karen, heard, everybody only heard, yeah. you don't have to wear masks. That's Nobody where these Karen and it. Kevin videos are coming from because people are not understanding that. When you own a business, you can make your own rules. Even before a quarantine, if you were like, everybody needs to wear a mask in here because it's the trend, you had to wear the mask, period. Mm. That's their business. That's their right. You also don't have to come here. People seem to forget that part. They really do. You don't have to shop there. Yeah. Like, how important is that that item? Not really. You could probably find it somewhere else. But anyways, so for me, the idea of work has me fucked up. The idea of still trying to figure out what it is that I want to do. Has me fucked up. So, me hint, if you know of any full-time positions that are hiring, um, let me know. Slide into the DMs. Not Sofrito Speaks, but you can slide it into mine. At with Anina underscore. Thank you. Because Ruben doesn't have to be seeing the shit that y'all be sending <laughs> if it's going to be directed to me. He doesn't need the notifications. All my IG notifications are off, baby. <laughs> she don't got time. Oh, but what, what about you? Um, you know, these past 14 days have been a roller coaster of emotions. I would say that my job, um, you know, I went on a applying spree. Um, I got a couple interviews set up and then I canceled on all of them because I realized you need to stop replacing work with work. Mm. The problem is not. You know, my mom pointed it out. She's like, you're always going to have an issue with a job because you don't want to do these jobs. They're not meant for you. 
you know, you have a creative oh, yes, mind. Uma. Yeah, like you have a creative mind. You want to do more. Um, when I get into my job, I instantly become depressed. I instantly become irritable. Um, I wake up fine, positive, happy, and then I get there and I'm just like... Ugh, it's so life-draining. Draining. And it, it, it hurts me to even say good morning. That's how draining it is. Mm. Um, so I took a few days off um, and then... You know, I told you guys last time what happened with the whole like email oh, and the manager. Um, now we're having a staff meeting, which I plan to say absolutely nothing about. I think my response to that email was in response to how bored I've been with this job. Um, and then I have a plan that I'm not going to announce because I don't know who's listening. And I think somebody somebody worded something at that job in a way that led me to believe they tune in. And as they should, because we're the shit. Um, <clears throat> but on some other, you know, because this is how people can find you. When they save your phone number, if your phone number is linked to all your social media, you pop up as a suggested friend. Yeah, I don't link that. If you have a public profile, you will be found. If you are on social media next to another person who has social media, you are now in their radius to show up as a suggested friend. So I was like, oh, okay. Um, but I honestly don't care because I have the right to freedom of speech. And if you don't like what I'm saying, then simply don't tune in. Um, I had a very interesting conversation with one of my managers, though, uh, about millennials and how um, she says, in her words, us millennials don't care about working. We don't care about anything. We just care about our feelings and all of this and all of that. I like that's Gen Z. And I literally... <laughs> I literally looked at her and I said, you know, the biggest problem that we're having is that people in your generation mm. did absolutely nothing for this goddamn earth besides chase a paycheck, have some damn kids and and get a house. You didn't contribute nothing, which is why we're having the issues that we're having. And I don't understand how people don't see this so clearly. Uh, I joke with my mom all the time. I'm like, it's your generation. It's your generation's fault. Because for the longest time, right, the goal was let's get a house. Let's get a job. Let's yeah, have some kids. Let's start a family. It's like they're not there no more. Um, why is it that McDonald's, I work harder than somebody in an office building? I don't do shit at my job and I'm getting a good, you know, a decent amount. I still struggle, but a decent amount at McDonald's. They were making $13 an hour and these people are scrubbing floors, mm -hmm. serving food and dealing with people. Um, you know, so I told her, you know, you can say what you want about millennials. Anyone can say what they want about any generation. I don't care. I am proud to be a millennial. I think that we are fighting for what's fucking right, mm -hmm. what makes the most fucking sense, because this old, and I said it just like this, this old white way of thinking is not making sense anymore, mm. especially when the minorities are the majority, period. And she's like, that's the problem. You said that to your mom or to your boss? No, to my boss. Um, she's like, that's the problem, this and that. And I'm like, I get where you're coming from because when you were raised, you, you know, I asked her, where were you raised? And she said, here in Massachusetts. And I said, that's the biggest problem, that you've never left Massachusetts and you never saw life. Because outside of Massachusetts, it's real, honey. Mm. All you've ever seen is this. Um, so that had me fucked up. And then, um, yeah, and then I had a good four days off. I went to, shout out to Malik. I went to his um, EP release and I saw that video, which was amazing. It tells an amazing story that a lot of gay people in Lawrence can relate to. Um, something was powerful about seeing a man 
in makeup on that large screen right there and um, in front of all these people who probably have their own hidden thoughts about gay people. Mm. Um, So I felt very, you know, lucky to have seen that. And, uh, you know, and then I had a creative uh, outlet yesterday with one of my friends who's uh, also starting a podcast. And I was like, yo, let me help you out. Like, I know a little bit here and there. Um, so we did that, which made me feel so much better. And then today I like Nina walks in and I'm like, let's record a YouTube video. And she's like, Oh, you in your creative bag? I'm like, bitch, I'm on it. <laughs> I'm right. on it today. Automatically knew. Oh, he's on um, it. All right. I look so like I'm in sure. good spirits. Uh, that'll change Tuesday morning at eight 30. Um, <laughs> but I'm in good spirits right now. So yeah. yeah. Anyways, let's close that out and head over to the next section, which is. Ay, bendito. Yes, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. What it is, we gonna get into it. Yes. Ay, bendito, mi gente. Yes. Um, so, I bendito is a part of the show. We let you guys know any local media headlines, uh, big headlines. And, you know, we, 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 we chime in here and there and give you, you know, that little one way. Um, so, I want to bring up how <clears throat> this mask mandate that we were just talking about. So, here's where you will and will not need to wear a mask starting yesterday in Massachusetts. Um, masks are still required in these locations, public and private transportation, healthcare facilities, congregate care settings, health and rehabilitation day facilities, and schools. These major retailers say vaccinated customers in Massachusetts will not be required to wear a mask. Best Buy, BJ's, Chipotle, Costco, CVS, Hannaford's, Home Depot, Kohl's, Lowe's, Office Depot, I don't know what the fuck that Roche Brothers, I never heard of that. Simon Malls, Starbucks, Stop and Shop, you know, all the regular basically. Everywhere else, you are, I guess, are to wear a mask at the owner's discretion. And this is from um, WCVB5ABC. Um, so, yeah, people, las calles están abierto. But you still need to wear a mask. Um, At least have it in your car. Still have it. Somebody asked. Oh, my aunt asked me recently. She's like, why are you wearing a mask? And I was like, honey, why not? Like, did we not just see the whole world just fucking half of the world pass away? Just because the state tells us not to wear a mask. Like, (laughs) were we not just shut down a year ago for not wearing masks? And just because the state says, oh, we're good now. And, And by the way, people, let me just let you know, we're not good. The, this, this virus is still out here attacking motherfuckers like this. We're not good. So if you're following the news and you're like, I'm not wearing a mask no more. Ga, 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 ga. Do what you need to do. It's not a little potent in here. It's not a little potent. <laughs> not only that, it's like, yeah, you get vaccinated, but there's still different strains that are coming out. So like you're getting vaccinated for that one. Strain. And then I heard about a, a, a new a new virus that they're calling the. Cuban a, a Cuban virus or something that's coming oh the Havana virus that's now starting to like appear and come up I'm like we gonna die all right um uh, moving on um according to the grapejuice.net Nelly praises little Nas X for the I love you I mean the uh he says I love the F you factor I'm on a heavy little Nas X tip let me tell you something his music is not you know I'm not like 
Lyrically, this man is amazing. But what I love to see is that uh, us gay people, we have someone now um, to be out here and just giving it to them how they need to be given. And it's given what it was supposed to be gave. So I'm completely here for it. <laughs> um um, Wait, the, what about that wardrobe malfunction that he had? What, what show was it? Oh, SNL when his his pants ripped when he went down on that strip of Whole dick fell out? I don't know. You didn't see that. Because he right away, he, he was like, ooh. Quick to like, whoop. Um, which was kind of cute in my eyes. Um, Trina calls Cardi B the best female rapper in the last five years. Mm. That's controversial. Um, the only reason why I'm bringing it up. I can see why sh- people would say that. Because out of all these female rappers... Let's be honest, Cardi B's been topping um, charts, but I... Yeah, but female rapper? I I just... That's what she is. That's, what, no, no, female, no, I know, but I'm just like... But she's a female rap artist, as opposed to a female rapper. Nicki Minaj is a female rapper. Little Kim is a female rapper, Trina. Um, when they gotta write your bars, you're the artist. You're a female rap artist. So I think that's where the... Like the disconnect is yeah, people, people are going to be offended like, and be oh, like, what? Yeah, so I was going to say, know. I was like, I, I was like, Cardi B is not a lyricist. I am not a delusional Cardi B fan. Let me just say that. Right. I'm um, also not a delusional Nicki Minaj fan because let's be honest. There's a lot of them. Mm. Um, I just. Let's just be honest. Yeah, I don't know. I just wish that there were more Lauren Hills of this generation. Um, I absolutely love Rhapsody. She is a lyricist and talks about real shit. Um. So I didn't know that, that there was a difference between rapper and then rap artist. Yeah. Um, so now I know, which makes sense. So now I won't sit there and give a side eye. Also, there's a, there's a difference between, a, a, you know, a rap rapper, rap artist and a lyricist. You know, uh, you know, the Nicki Minaj's cannot compare to a Rhapsody. Sorry, I'm just all. saying, um, you know, there's there's difference. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. I learned something new today. <laughs> and then um, let's have a quick little chat. About this little girl group that's forming, oh bitch. There's already a little bit of drama. So it's Keely Williams, Aubrey O'Day, some chick from some other group, and I don't even. I don't. All I all I needed to hear was Keely Williams and Aubrey O'Day because I already knew the shade was gonna be real. Um, this, in case anybody wonders uh, how this came about, uh, last year when the pandemic started, I think we talked about it on one of the episodes where Keely Williams. Uh, um, a clip had leaked. This show was being shopped around years ago, but nobody believed that they can make it, it happen. Yeah. They that, And Keely Williams was telling Farrah Franklin, because Farrah Franklin is an uh, old member from Destiny's Child, and she was like, I was in a hit girl group. And Keely was like, but were you really? Cause, oh, I remember that. Yeah, okay, okay, so okay, okay, that's okay, how okay, this okay. came about. That went viral, and everyone's like, please, please, we need this, we need this, we need this. So now they're trying to make a new girl group and all of this, which I think is a waste of time um, because we don't need it. We got June's Diary. We're good. Um, and then Frank Gatson was, like, pissed at BET because he's like, how y'all going to push this girl group when we gave you a fresh girl group with the best vocals and everything? Let's let's be real. Kelly Williams is not a, a vocalist. Aubrey O'Day, she, you know, she can hold, but we don't know which Aubrey we getting because the way that she's shifting her body, baby. We don't know where you're at. <laughs> I can't stand um, But June's Diary, if you don't know who June's Diary is um, and you like music, I highly recommend them. Their voices are amazing and they are so underrated and we are letting them down every time we let other things like this take 
over. Like, Ja, they already had their time. My God. Seriously. I mean. Like, all their counterparts are doing fucking phenomenal. Right. Like, all their former right. group members are doing just fucking And it's like, beachy. Aubrey, hi, Aubrey. Um, we still ask for Danity Kane. What are you doing over there? We're still asking for Danity Kane. Yo, Danity Kane was fire. Like, um, but what you got, sis? Um, so you actually had posted this, and I was like, ooh, this is super interesting. I want to know more about it. And it is that remains of 215 children are found at a BC residential school in British Columbia. If you don't know what BC stands for, no, it's not before Christ. Not before right, that was my question. It is British Columbia. Um, so what happened was a mass grave was found as a, at a residential school in British Columbia that contained the remains of 215 indigenous children. Wow. Um, I don't want to ruin this name, but it is a First Nation... First Nation is working with a museum specialist and the coroner's office to establish the causes and timings of death, which are currently unknown. The death of these children and the mass grave were never documented by the school's administrators. Some of the children found are as young as three years old. Um, something that's worth noting, the children in the residential schools were given the care of school staff, the churches, and the federal government who are responsible for the killing and the abusing of these children. The landmark Truth and Reconciliation Report released in 2015 called Residential Schools a Systemic Government-Sponsored Attempt to Destroy Aboriginal Cultures and Languages to Assimilate Aboriginal Peoples to that they no longer existed as mm -mm. distinct peoples. So... Essentially, they were literally taking indigenous people, putting them in this boarding school, thinking that they were going to assimilate or probably what brainwashed them into assimilating into American, not even American, British Columbia, um, into this culture. And it was run by Catholic and Protestant churches. But these are churches. kids we're talking these about. Still, yeah, they're still kids. Um, it was run by Catholic and Protestant churches um, and the federal government that fully embraced and funded the residential school system as a part of the Indian Act. From 1863 to 1996, over 1,015. <laughs> I can't. We have some, some noise in the hallway, y'all. I'll be getting distracted quickly. Squirrel. <laughs> Um, uh, we so, both looked over like in gang <laughs> yeah no I literally lost my train of thought but anyways um, 150,000 children were forcibly removed from their families and placed in these boarding schools that that is seven mi gente seven generations of indigenous people over the course of 150 years many children never returned home and those who did suffered from unimaginable trauma I want to keep doing research on this just because this is super interesting um, but essentially these people, these kids were taken to this boarding school Ugh. thinking one thing, some never made it home. And those who made it home, there's actually a documentary on TikTok about that, um, about this, you know, how white people are sending their kids to these boarding schools and they're living in the mountains with very Didn't, um, minimal bad baby, Danielle Bogori. Oh yeah. Yeah. Didn't she say that she went to one of those and people were like, she's delusional. She's tripping. And she literally no, was like, well, of course no one's going to believe it. Uh, but there's a documentary. There's a few clips that come up on TikTok every now and then that I see on my feed. And I'm like, this is really real. Like they really do this to kids and it's a fucked up world. My we thing live is, in. is like, why aren't you taking responsibility for the fact that your child is bugging the fuck out? Like, where did you fail as a parent that your child is walling and now you feel the need to have to put them in someone else's care because you just can't handle them anymore? 
Period. And not only that, but you don't even you're not even doing enough research to put them in this person's care. You, you're like, literally paying thousands of dollars going out to these ranches that they're putting right. these kids on right. to see what. Like, they, what but these are the type of parents that don't care, and these are probably also the type of parents that are like, conversion therapy will help you become straight again. It's like, oh, oh my god! No. Didn't you post a video about a girl speaking about conversion mm-hmm, therapy? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, heartbreaking. Um, and then before we close this out, I'm gonna make my own little headline right here. But there's a little Lawrence artist, you know, uh, who got a Neo feature on hey. uh, Malik. Again, I want to shout him out um, because I think it's absolutely amazing what he has done with his project, the rollout. I'm all about the rollout and Roll the presentation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the music video is lit. If you guys are on, you know, obviously log on real quick on YouTube or any streaming platform, and you know he getting that free promo right now. But whatever it is, what it is, because it's um so yeah check it out other than that let's move forward and head over to our next section which is lies let's take a break (laughs) before we get into all that let's take a break caldero talk Caldero talk, caldero talk, caldero talk. Yeah, so this week's caldero talk, uh, Nina, um, dive us into it. So we are going to talk about talk about it. It's so stupid. So we're gonna talk about uh, starting over because I feel like a lot of the time when Ruben and I are speaking on anything, it's like that we're letting go of something, but we haven't touched upon what happens when we're starting fresh mm. with something. Yep. Um, so I, we were just sitting here thinking like, we have a list of things we could talk about. We pretty much burned through everything. And then we stared at each other until one of us came up with an idea and it actually worked. Mm-hmm. Because then I was like, bing, idea. <laughs> um, that was so that we, bing that you heard in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> That was my watch. Thank you. Um, But yeah, so in terms of starting over with new friendships, if if we even want to start over in new friendships, if we even want to forget the past with old friendships and start anew with those same people, that is that is definitely something that needs to be dive um, dived into, Mm -hmm. dove into. I don't dive in. Let me restructure the sentence. Let me restructure the sentence. Don't ask me something that we could dive into. Because I would have been like, we dove in. We dove. (laughs) We're going to work on that. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Uh, English is stupid. Um, yeah, and then in terms of like a fitness journey and work, we talk a lot about work and we haven't really spoke, spoke we have not really spoken about um, that aspect of starting over in a new job. Mm. You know, Ruben recently touched upon it um, in El Chisme of like, you know, regardless of whatever it is that he does, he just does not want to work in that environment, mm-hmm. so why would he put himself in the situation where he has to start over again? Um, so I think that'd be interesting. And here we are. I think that um, starting over, it can be beneficial if you ha- start with a game plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, if at first you don't succeed, dust yourself off and try again, right? And I think this is a great time to implement that. Because uh, if you keep jumping into something without putting into play the knowledge from the last time you jumped into it, Mm. you're going to keep getting the same results. Mm. You know, for instance, like uh, work for me right now, uh, 
you know, yes, I had interviews lined up and they were well paid. You know, they were very well paid job, a lot more than what I'm making right now. But um, <laughs> look in Boston, girl. That's where I look. I look for my jobs in Boston. I don't work here because here doesn't pay. Mm. Simple. They want you to work. They don't want to they don't want to pay you. So I look in Boston and all the medical facilities there. Um, But, you know, with with that comes. I'm sure a lot more responsibility and a lot more of them wanting to make you feel like you have to do certain things. And I don't like that. And so I looked at my situation in in a sense of like right now at my job, let's be honest, I don't do jack shit. Um, And I have time to work on other things and plan out other things in my life. So I was like, is this is the job the solution? Because. I feel like if you start another job, you're going to be happy for the first 60 days. And then you're going to be like how you were with this one. You know, 60 days went by and I was like, yeah, this is cool. I can do this. And then it was automatically a shut off. Like, I ain't fucking with (laughs) y'all. Like, like um, so I think starting over is is good when there's a plan, when you put a plan in. So I, I sat back and I canceled those interviews. Um, and I said to myself, you know, the work you know, the job is not the problem. The problem is that you're not doing what you want to be doing, which is working in entertainment, working in the field. Um, you're you're literally focusing your time on this and you're telling yourself, I don't have time to, you know, do a YouTube video. I don't have time to work on my music or this and that because you keep telling yourself that, you know, the priority is work and paying bills and all these things. And those are not the priority. Those are not the things that make you happy. Yes, they are important. But... You can be late on a payment. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if it means you got to have a day off or whatever. Um, so I think definitely implementing a plan and figuring out that first. Like, all right, I'm, you know, in your case, I'm leaving my two part-times for a full-time. What is the plan? What am I going to do that I can, I know I can handle year rounds full-time? Because um, once you get into it, honey that that's a that's a whole different headspace mm-hmm. you know that's a whole different headspace i don't know i think it's that like to me that i think there is a fear of starting over because it's like oh, to have to relearn systems to have to relearn policies to have mm-hmm. to relearn people you know coworkers. but are we really relearning them because one thing that i caught on to in my mid-20s where it was like every job has the same policy just worded differently, differently. And that in itself is annoying to me because it's a system that is set up in a sense where they're speaking to you like you are a robot. Mm -hmm. It's not very realistic. It doesn't make sense in a realistic way. They want you to act a certain way. Starbucks was really good at doing that. Starbucks is really good at pushing you in a way where it's like, we're looking out for you. No, what you're doing is you're looking out for yourself and your brands. Um, and you want us to respond a certain way. You want us to act a certain way. And I think that's where it gets draining because it takes away the individuality and you're now a corporate Joan, mm-hmm. you know? Mm. Yeah, I just think that... I, it's interesting to think about when I was first thinking about leaving my job. Um, when I was at the Y. And I was like, I can't do that because I have these great benefits and I have this and I have that. I it's remember. So easy. And I, and I, like, remember. I, would, I would talk myself out of not leaving. And then it got to the point where I was like, no, I need to get the fuck out of here. And then I left and I go to the I go to the new job. And I was like, oh, this this is doable. This is doable. This is doable. And then I was like, 
nah, like this shit sucks. Um, and even that, there was still a fear of like, well, what, what, what's going to be my next, what's my next move? And, and I always was a step ahead. I've, I'm so used to always planning ahead, being a step ahead and under, like making sure that like, I'm good in all areas before I make a decision. And this time I was like, yo, fuck that. I'm just not, I don't want to do this shit anymore. Like I'm done. And I was like, you know, trying to get, um, approval from other people of like, I mean, like. You know you want people to hype you up. Like, yeah, yeah fuck that job. Yeah. Quit that job. Then you got people be, And then the people that I was talking to was like, well, what's your plan? What are you going to do about this? What are you going to do about I that? Think that? Why like, I, why, uh, why, can't my, like, my sanity... Why does there always have be, to be a... Well, that would, that would contradict with what I just said. So never mind. I'm not going to say that. Yeah, but sometimes... Right. It, it could. I can see where you could go, like, how you could think that. But you're saying that once you're in that space of now you have to figure it mm-hmm. out, make sure that you have a plan. Mm-hmm. Yes. But then if you get into that headspace where you're like, you just can't do this anymore, why would I run myself dry until there's nothing left? Yeah. And that's what I was doing. That's what I was doing at the Y, which is why I left. And then I get to the new job. Management was fucking garbage and i'm like wow do i just attract ain't shit managers i think i think it just must be like a scent to me where it's like "Mm, let's try this out type shit but i'm i'm ready to start over maybe do you look at it on in a sense of like maybe you're not attracting ancient managers but you're you're doing a lot for a little you're working in a sense of a yes man. No, so I was doing my job. Yeah. But then when I would question why does this make sense or, you know, in my last job, um, it was in I had two interviews um before they gave me the job and the job description was the same in them two interviews. And then I got the job and the job description was a whole other mm. thing mm-hmm. that's why i was like yo am i tripping and like i was like not trying to be ungrateful because one of my friends was the one that actually put me on to the job i didn't want I, like i literally spoke to her like out of anybody i spoke to her directly because i'm like yo you had me highly recommended like but this is what it is and she apologized she's like yo this is not what they told me the job was gonna be i am so sorry girl if you want to quit do what you gotta do that that's all that's all i needed to hear because yeah. i didn't want my friend to look bad mm-hmm. um but she understood and it's just like to go back to, you know, shitty managers, I'm like, nah, you, they was, I really just have shitty managers. Like, people that just, and I've, I haven't always had shitty managers, and it's because I've had fantastic managers that when I get a shitty one, I'm able to pinpoint it really fucking fast because I know what a good manager is versus what a bad manager is. And right now, luck of the draw is that I've been getting shitty fucking managers and people who are okay with just sitting there bossing people around. And I've said this in one of my PSAs, the difference between a boss and a leader. A boss will sit in their office and boss everybody around, whereas a leader will lead from the front to make sure that everybody in the back understands what's about to happen, what's about to go down um so it's just the thought of having to start over with that whole like hi my name is you know you know i used to work here and they always have to like parade you around to like you so you can meet everybody hey it's so and so and she's gonna be working here oh my god welcome and it just be oh it's just like the the lack of authenticity in that um and I always psych myself out before any job, even part-time jobs. I'm like, yo, can I really do this? Can I do this? It's going to make sense. It's going to click. And then I literally, at, by week three, I'm like, yeah, this shit is simple. Like, it's just me psyching myself out um, in the work sense. So, 
even just applying is a fucking beast because then you look at these job descriptions and you basically like <sighs> compare your worth to these fucking job descriptions. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you look at the job description and you sit there and you tell yourself, I know this is not what I'm going to be doing. I know my See, job. That's description, what I try to tell myself. My job description for my job now. It does not match what I do. And Right. So when I interviewed where you work, I was like, yo, this shit sounds like mad strenuous. And he was like, sis, I promise you it's not. Yeah. yeah. But for for what you interviewed for, like it was explained to me that it was going to be strenuous. Mm. Um, for that pay, it was not. Right. Happening. So because yeah. that was my argument when they when we came to that, you know, I had the conversation with manager. I'm like. That's what you guys are offering her for for what you want her to do. The shorty's gonna have a gray hair in like a year or two, and you're offering that. And she's like, "Well, da, da, da. I'm like, girl, please, no time, no girl, time, don't waste it, don't do it." <laughs> um, yeah, I think that you know, especially now that it's talking about work, like when you're starting over in a new job, which is. Obviously, already a little bit stressful because, like you said, you do have to learn their ways or whatever. Um, and plus, what I hate, let me tell you guys what I hate the most is being trained. I hate oh. being trained. Um, shout out to my last trainer that trained me for this job because me and her got along. Mm. But other than that, I hate when people train me. I hate when people tell me, this is what I do. This is not what you have to do. Da, da, da. Just tell me what the fuck Just the book says and I'll figure the, it out right, for myself. Tell me what That's the it. fuck it is I have to Everybody do. Everybody does this, but like you're supposed to do it this way. And it's like, just shut the fuck up. Just <sighs> yeah. tell me what I have to do and then I'll figure it out. That's right, it. Right, right. Um, and in a sense, that's where it gets stressful to start over. When it comes to life in general, I think that starting over is always happening for me in my life. I think that every, you know, beginning of the month, I'm like, you know, I have these goals for myself, uh, my fitness journey. I'm always trying to start over again and and get back on the ball of things. Um, friendships, I'm always like, you know, just trying to like keep it at a steady pace. But if I have to, you know, go back and start over, then I don't mind doing that as well. Um, but I think the whole journey of starting over is like what I can base it around is have a plan, mm. have a plan and stick to your plan. And if something is not lining up for you and what I've been telling myself lately, if it's not lining up for you, um, if this job is just not working for you, take the dive, take the plunge and move on, mm. move on. Because that's like I was saying earlier uh, about the whole millennial conversation that was the basis how it you know my manager was like all you millennials want to do is just find new jobs and get better pay and da, da, da. and I was like yeah because I don't want to wait till I'm fucking 50 to get a fucking so 50 I cent raise I explained to her like Fuck that. I'm like how many days you get off a year and she's like you get two weeks and I'm like so every year you're looking forward to two weeks do you think that's the life I want to live do you think that we were put here to work She's like, let me guess. You don't want to have kids either? And I'm like, no. We're already what the fucking fuck is it overpopulated. You, That's none of your motherfucking business. White people uh, who think that they know that everything's right. And I told her, you you white people are so miserable that you literally believe these things. You literally, She's like, this is what life is. You have to work. And I'm like, I, I'm glad that you think that. I'm glad that you think that your job makes so sense yeah. and that it is so important. Because let me tell you something right now. They will fire you at the drop of a dime. So when you're starting over and you're starting with a new job, keep your shit, keep your shit together because at the drop of a dime, they will fire you and your position. If you die today, they will fill your position up tomorrow. 
So we need to take a look at all that. But yeah. I think to dial it back to you had mentioned like fitness and I can't tell you the amount of times that like I've started over mm-hmm. or like, oh, Monday, I'm going to kill it on, on Monday or I'm going to start eating clean on this day or whatever. Now I'm finally in a mindset where it's like I don't feel good if I'm not at the gym. Like now it's like a, I look forward to going because I can. You know, at any any moment, you know what I'm saying? God can literally be like, you no longer have access over your legs. Mm-hmm. You no longer have access over your limbs in general. And I'm just thankful that I get to go do those things. But the gym is a beast. Mi gente, if ever you needed a sign to just get in the motherfucking gym, here is your sign, baby. Mm-hmm. Just get in the gym. Start small. Walk 30 minutes on a treadmill at an incline of like five. Something light. Um, I think that journey in itself for a lot of people can relate with the whole starting over aspect because they're like when you're first starting out working out a lot of people I hear them with their excuses of like well that doesn't work for me this doesn't work for me so then figure out what works for you and go we for don't it. have to over over complicate it mm-hmm. just start it really is as simple as just walking 30 45 minutes a day after you eat dinner like Boom. it's that simple Boom. Yeah. Like get your body moving, get the blood flow blood flow going. Get your freak on. Stupid. Um but yeah, and then to um so that was that. I mean for me fitness is uh, I've been on my fitness journey for a long fucking time. And my goal is my goal has never been a six pack. My goal my goal right now, I want people to look at me and be like, Oh, she's fit. She definitely works out. That's oh, my goal. Do. Whatever like that, that looks like, I don't again I don't I don't wanna be ripped. I don't, R.I.P. That pussy. I don't need to have. Wow, you here for the song jingles? I don't want to have. Um, I don't need to have a six pack, anything like that. But I do have in mind like what, where I would like to take it, um, and whatever what have you. So it is what it is. You just want to feel attractive and happy with. Yourself. I feel attractive as fuck already, yeah. but there are days where I'm like, I could be better. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about fitness is that you literally are creating the body that you want. Mm-hmm. That's why I absolutely love it, um, but I love food too. So it's mm. like you can you, tell that I lived. You don't I gotta tell me, honey. Well. I love me my food. You Lewis is always getting on me about that. Yeah, so that's that's definitely different. But I mean, to then go into <laughs> friendships and stuff like that, I have formed all of my friendships very organically. All my friendships have literally started because either they've said something slick under their breath and I caught it, or I said something slick under my breath and they caught it, and we'd be like, oh, oh. You think the same? This bitch is oh, back. And then we can like kiki over that shit and then like slowly they form. That's what I love about the friendships that I have is that they literally happened organically and like over time. When people try to force a friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they opening back up outside in the rain. Um, but anyways, let's close this Caldero talk out because clearly outside is about to be lit right. um, in the rain. <laughs> Um, and let's head over to our next section, which is A Reposar. Welcome. All right. Welcome. So we're at the last section of the show. Um, Reposar, y'all already know. Um, so, yeah, you got any affirmations and shout outs or anything? Affirmations? Uh, you are your biggest cheerleader. Don't wait on anybody else to make you feel good about you. I hear that. It's called self-esteem. I hear that. It's esteem of your motherfucking self. <laughs> Cat Williams. I'm done. Okay. Um, mine is you have to be uncomfortable to grow. I think a lot of people keep trying to grow in same spaces. 
And it doesn't work like that. You have to be uncomfortable. You have to do different things. You have to figure out what's working for you, what's not working for you. Somebody's calling me from a weird number. And you just got to make it happen. So there's that. Um, I do want to give a shout out. Shout out to um, my brother, Bittermouth. Ooh, uh, yes. Baby boy done sold the painting for a 3K. You better go And ahead. I'm only announcing it because it was on his Instagram story. Um, we actually split our studio with him, um, and he does drive us crazy. Um, but I am very proud of him, and he should be very proud of himself. He's, been um, working, he's pushing he's been that working. art. And uh, as he should be. So that's my only shout out right now. My name, you got a shout out? No? <laughs> I said, bitch, please. Right I said, bitch, please. Um, <laughs> my name is Ruzales, and I'm blasting off. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Announcement. When this drops, we got a YouTube video coming out. So make sure y'all check us out on YouTube as well. We actually worked today. We did. We put in some work. On that said, my name is Ruzales, and I'm blasting off. And I'm Nina Montañez. Stay blessed, mi gente. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Sofrito Speaks. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Sofrito Speaks to keep up with all of our latest content.